cliffcentral.com. So if you're playing Whamageddon, you are done. You are out. Dead. Die. Go away. Stop existing in your life. Hello, Dory. Hello, Paolo. If we are here, it must be Christmas. It must be. And I haven't seen you since last Christmas. Now, Dory, it's Christmas. This is what we do once a year. We get inside a studio and we talk 80s and no one listens, but we have a great time. And my kid says, what is this? Why are you listening to this old music? And I say, because this is what life is. This is culture. This is why we were created, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, Dory. Yes. The elephant in the room. Not an elephant because it's quite a small guy. If we're, we got a George Michael, Andrew Ridgely, um, sort of dynamic going on, there's a number three in the room. Who is this other man in the room? He is the Pepsi and Shirley to our George and Andrew. You see, and there would not be a George and Andrew or Wham without Pepsi and Shirley. Uh, Ben. Hey guys. Welcome to the greatest 80s show you never heard. I'd like to just kind of picture myself as George Michael's hairstyle rather than actual person. Cause that, that in itself hmm. was an entity which was, it made Christmas for me. I think it was sentient. I think that hairstyle was like, I don't think George Michael was a person that, that the hair is the thing. The hair still exists somewhere. Well, it's like, what's a line without his mane? Exactly. It's totally. Just not part of the pack. It was like a Samson thing, maybe. You yeah. know, like his power was in his hair. Totally. Because, but even when he lost the hair, when he started shaving his hair short, mm. he still had it. So, but that's because he was hairy all over because he was Greek. So, I mean, it was because, you know, for us, he's still here. He is still here. So listen, let's, let's talk about, um, Whamageddon, right? So this piece of atrocious shit pops up, right? And I read it and I'm shocked. So Whamageddon goes like this, right? Is that starting 1st December till 25th of December, you've got to see how long you can avoid going without during last Christmas. Which makes no sense because I listen to it every day. Why would you want to go like that in life? Why would you want to make that how you live? I, I've been listening to Last Christmas since August, right? I mean, I, I never stopped. Why would you do that? It's probably one of the stupidest viral trends going along with um, that uh, neck nomination and everything else. I, I tolerated Rick Rolling, okay? Because hmm. I think Dory caught me last year with, with a Rick I Roll. I did. Uh, so I tolerated that because like Rick Astley, I don't have the feelings for it. So then Whamageddon goes, right? You gotta see how long you can go to avoid it. Then, once you, okay, you're knocked out. Then I like this part, cause you go to some place called Whamhalla. Now, like, I like to imagine that place, right? I imagine everyone's hairy. Everyone's got big bouffant It's the hair. pool from Club Clafricana, let's oh, be honest. It's, pretty much it, <laughs> it's yeah. the poolside. It is. <laughs> yeah. where, where the drinks are free. <laughs> so, that's it. Okay. So that's why I got knocked out, like, in like, what, 12, Zero zero oh one, on one December. I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Please. But I made I made my own version of the game. Did you not see? Where I was like, the the way to play this game is how many times can you hear it? And then the person with the most wins. I, I won. I won. <laughs> I won. So where's my prize? <laughs> well, we so we Christmas is still is still minutes to go. You're right. Maybe I get a maybe I get a Pepsi. You can still ram it in a few more times. <laughs> oh well, don't worry about it. Um, so we go to Whamhalla. Okay, but then so I go. It, somebody creates this atrocity against what I believe in. Okay, so I got to go. Who are these people? Let's try find out. Oh, other thing is, you've you can you got to avoid the original version, but you can listen to remixes. That makes no sense. First has, of all, has anyone actually had the audacity to try remix the song? Because oh, it's perfect as it is. Ben, let me tell you something. Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. Cascada. The Cascada version Cascada is an atrocity. Is atrocity. It's an atrocity. Even the little vrooming frog 
Have you, no. you know, yeah. the, the ding, 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 ding. No, no. He did a version. No. That is even better than Cascada version. So I think Ariana Grande did a, a Cascada version. I mean, uh, 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 you see, everybody really loves it, but they're too scared to admit it. It's like the U magazine. Everyone reads it, but no one says they did. <laughs> okay. No, you know, so, so you can hear all those pieces of crap, but you can't hear the original. Hmm. Okay. So, so how does that go? And then, um, so I try to track it down. I go, okay, who's behind this thing? So you go to the Facebook page and you click on a link, which takes you to like an arbitrary, generic-looking website. You were seeing CSIing the shit out I, of this. I was totally CSIing this thing. I wanted to find out what was going on. I Magnum PI'd it, okay? <laughs> so we'll talk about Magnum PI a little bit later in the show as well. So I go, okay, who is this? So I go to this generic link. And then it's, okay, cool, so it explains the rules, and then you go to Whamhalla, and I'm like, okay, cool, now that I've got the Club kind of thing in my head, I'm like, this is, I want, I totally want to be there. So then I, I look at, oh, there's a, like a little gallery of these are the people that have been knocked out, okay? So I go, okay, let me try to get hold of, let me see who these people exist, and maybe we can get someone to interview them on the show to find mm. out that don't exist. Mm. You look at the photos of the people, it's all those generic, like, Russian bot type photos on Twitter. And it's like, you know, no uh, one. So is... the Russians are behind it, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> Donald Trump and the Russians are behind Wemmageddon. Uh, okay, you heard it here first. It's not fake news. It's not a factoid. It's a fact. It is a fact. I feel we need, like, a stamp. Don't. Fact. <laughs> oh, we just did. Okay, so, so now we've addressed that. So, okay. so Ben, you've got this love of, of Wham and George Michael. Is it Wham? George Michael, is it equal? Well, it's just r fantastic music, I think, first and foremost. I think when people start to isolate things like, I like that song, or I become a groupie, then you actually you lose the, the importance of what it is. Wham! did something for music that many people don't give them the credit for, and that they weren't only contemporary, but they seem to come back as far as, I mean, who else had an exclamation mark? Uh, exactly. In their name, exactly, and there was a reason for it. You know, it was as as Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool said, this was the year that they got the exclamation mark with these songs, and that's why. And I've spoken to Dory about it. That's why I'm convinced Ryan Reynolds and I would be best friends. Well, I think everyone would be best friends with Ryan Reynolds. I think he's come oh, to he's show kind of more and more times that he is probably the coolest guy in the whole world. He's the coolest superhero in the whole world. Totally. And he has an appreciation for Wham, which means he's obviously cultured. And, and he's the guy that I think really pointed out Wham. It's yeah. Wham. It's wham. So, so, so they got the exclamation mark thing. And, and I think what you say there, so there, there is like this, this cheese factor put to wham. But I mean, actually, music wise, I mean, they crossed so many sort of boundaries. I mean, George Michael is like still considered one of the most soulful singers ever. Kissing a fool. I mean, you listen to that song. I mean, just what he does on that mm -hmm. is, is phenomenal. Look, I think it really kind of came home to me. I think the year was 1991. What? Um, There's a year that begins with nine, nine, nine. Hear me out. I've heard about hear, it. Hear, hear me out. I think just the, the, the general importance of George Michael as a superstar in the history of, of mankind was I got to the age where maybe I was old enough to give my mother both a Christmas present that would have some sort of weight, <laughs> some sort of gravitas to it. You know, rather than just buying the usual shit, like for however much money I had as a child, you know, I went and I made a first proper purchase for her and it was George Michael's greatest hits. It was awesome. a double, it was a double CD. And the, the, the sort of warmth and the sort of fondness that I had of just wrapping that gift for her to put under the tree and to see her face mimic the emotions that I felt when she opened it, it all kind of came back. You know, this wasn't just a musician. This wasn't just a man who went into the industry. This is a man who changed it and still gives us so much joy. And, 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 it's, it's lovely. It's like, it makes me think you're of, a true hero, yeah. Ben. <laughs> and, true and, then, hero. and then again, it goes back to Christmas, and this is what makes Christmas. It's George Michael. It's Wham. It's, it's all of these things. And I know it's it's a, it's that sort of like you can sort of like tell who people are and how they grew up, whether their Christmas is associated to Boney M or 
or last Christmas. Well, I think just Boney and Christmas is a bad parenting. That's like, yeah. uh, I'm, I couldn't be asked, you do this, that's Christmas. I, I get it's like, like, it's like microwave music. But you, you get sucked into it though. I do. I do. As, as like I'm a fool. Like I would, uh, like I would listen to Last Christmas on repeat, right? Mm. But Boney M, like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's like, there's like two or three day period that we're in that you're just like, ah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'll just, you know, well, it's a drummer bit, boy, let's go. I, I guess it's a bit like going to a sports stadium and hearing DJ Otzi. People do get pulled into it. <laughs> That's another travesty, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's the only time you listen to uh, David Guetta and like actually sort of enjoy it, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's that sort of thing. So I want to just quickly say that, Ben, we invited you here because I felt like that your your love of Wham! and the 80s was being stifled on the Gareth Cliff show. And we is, wanted to give you things. a platform where you could freely express the, this is these a, feelings. This is a very safe place. Hmm. Um, we, we, I mean, Air Supply, we listen to Air Supply. Hmm. I mean, who does that in this day and age? Hall of Notes. I well, mean, it's almost like people are just scared to be themselves, you know. And the thing about 80s music is it strips that down. It really does make you realize who you really are. And fortunately nowadays, people are too hesitant to embrace that. Because, because you go from, you had like the seventies that was like real rock and roll, like culture and, and, and you had the crazy lifestyles there. Then you got 90 that went like pretty grungy and gangster rap. So we're like really hard. Wow. And you got this like middle bit of the eighties. It was like, well, you know what? We're just like having fun with what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. There was the fun, but there was also the angst. Don't forget the running through the rain crying in all the movies. But that's the movies. That's that's not the music. But listen, the angst is a big thing. But of course, the songs were playing during those scenes. Yeah, true, true. Listen, I know what you're trying to do here. I know how you, what movie you're trying to segue into. Okay, and we won't have it. I'll try for. I think we've been doing the show now for four years, right? And every friggin' year, no matter what she does, Dory tries to slip in her movie in the most innocuous ways. There's two movies you slip in. You want to tell Ben about it? No. Just tell him. Okay, you can have it. Go. Yeah, I'll try to avoid it, but you can have it. Go. Go. I really don't know what he's talking about. Honestly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm an innocent party here. Mm, okay, you and Molly Ringwald, okay? So, I, I, then, okay, I gave you a platform. It's done. Ben, have you had breakfast? Let me see. Yeah, I always eat before the show. No. But, yeah, you said Molly Ringwald. I've already sort of, like, braced myself. Carry on. Okay, so, Dory, <laughs> just, okay, t- let's talk about ben, it. Ben, have you, how many times have you watched The Breakfast Club? Probably twice. Oh! <gasps> travesty it's not the breakfast club that i challenge it's not it's the others pretty in pink <laughs> the other one that was like pretty in pink but no one remembers the name hmm. well I- exactly no but some kind of wonderful is the best one look I, I don't want to be that guy but just to show you how crazy the 80s was molly ringworld a pretty average ginger was a heartthrob i mean that just shows you what an enlightened time it was as well it's just <laughs> everyone was embracing everyone was embracing it was free love you know it was almost like the it girl went to the toilet had a bit of a session, didn't come back, and they was like, "Well, we need to go. Just get someone." Like, "Hi, I'm Molly. Well, I don't care. Get here." And then she got all these movies. Explain yourself, though. Expl- defend. I mean, sorry, I, 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 I'm I not. I'm not here to defend or. Um, I just think it's interesting. Attack Molly Ringwald. The, the movies speak for themselves. They mm. really do. Mm. Look, she has a name that she don't want to get in the doctor's office too. Well, you got the <laughs> Ringwald back. That's going to take a little bit of time to and probably six to eight weeks indoors. And we found it on your Molly. So um. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how she hasn't made a comeback though. But you know what she's doing these days? Let's tell you. She's actually a singer. Oh God! Singing what? Like in, she does like, like these lounge acts. <laughs> Somewhere, I don't know, small towns, whatever it is. Uh, if she was here, would you go see her? 
Yes. I would because yeah. I would want to go up to her and say, I love the Breakfast Club. So she's technically, she, if she, a singer, a lounge singer, not a singer. It's a, it's a prostitute with entertainment. Let's just be. So that's what Molly remembers. Wow. Paolo. That's you what, went there. I did. That's where I go <laughs> on Christmas Day. That's, that's where I went. <laughs> that's where I went. And then, I mean, um, we're talking about so another thing that I sort of like, we're just going to keep it topical. I saw old uh, Tom Cruise the other day making a sort of statement about how people need to watch their movies, right? Did you see that? No. So him and some director that sort of, so sort of looks like the kid, uh, that he is in, um, uh, what's the show me the money movie? Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a little kid in Jerry Maguire. One of the massive head. One of the massive yeah. head. So imagine that kid grown up. And, but he like, he grew into his head. Benjamin I mean. buttoned reverse. So <laughs> he went, so like, what would he be like thirties now? But imagine he went to his fifties. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Tom Cruise comes out and I'm pretty sure he's dressed in his Top Gun sort of outfit. Yeah, sure. And he's with this guy who's a director, but looks like that kid from that movie, grown up 50. Mm-hmm. And they're making, they're talking about like they're getting all artsy and say, Oh no, stop watching movies. Our movies in XY setting on your fancy TVs because I think there's a setting motion blur when you watch, uh, uh like, uh, 4K. Mm-hmm. I say, no, switch off the motion blur because we didn't shoot it that way. I was like, really, Tom Cruise, you've had so much plastic surgery now. You look like you're Tom Cruise wearing a Tom Cruise mask. <laughs> and you're telling me that I, I want to see more of that, you know? So, like, I'm not into that. So I'm into Top Gun. I may be into the Top Gun remake, but I'm not into Tom Tom Cruise and the grown-up kid from Jerry Maguire telling me how to watch movies. Yeah, that's just wrong no. in so many ways. No, I tell you. Some people just can't let some shit go. No. Like some people just have to live in the past. Because how mu- crazy is that? It must have been so <laughs> tough to be an absolute icon in the 80s because life's only gone downhill since then. Totally. For, because you know, there's a reason why we are nostalgic towards music because we heard it at the best time of our life, so to speak. We were young and everything was amazing. Yeah. There's probably a, lot, probably a lot of good music out there right now. Probably not, but there is. <laughs> but if you're older and you hear it, it's like you're not getting drunk to the music. You're not picking up people yeah. to the music. You're not going to fun places to the music. So You don't have your first crush to the music. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. So you know, we think with Tom Cruise, even though he's still keeping his face in the 80s through lots of money <laughs> – Deep down, it must just be burning him how nothing's as exciting anymore. I know, he like, like must look through, look in the mirror through all his Botox and his inside, his eyes are dead. And he's like, he's like, well, like, like Cliff Richard's eyes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we try to keep uh, a comment about Cliff Richard to a minimal because that dude's like super suey. He like just sues everyone. He's just like into super suey mode. So, so we'll keep, we'll I keep think as on. long as you don't say he interfered with anybody, he won't sue you. <laughs> You can say dead eyes. I think you just implied it, Ben. A dear Cliff Richard, just uh, notice where that came from because um, <laughs> you definitely are listening. Um, so, I mean, other, other than Wham, Ben, like what other 80s bands, what other 80s uh, artists? You know, Ben did a fantastic running gag with Michael Bolton recently. That was epic. Yeah. Look, again, it goes back to the 80s. Was, was, it was more of a lifestyle than it was uh, elements. You know, like eighties had a sound. Eighties was a was a time, a feeling. Like for me, I, I can't really go into the bands because I just feel like you know when a when a team wins a game, <laughs> you don't really want to say, well, that one played better than that one because it almost doesn't seem right. It's like that music worked because everyone was playing a part in it, and the synths and the terrible hair on women. Like there was some things there. That and might, uh, well, obviously, okay. but I mean, <laughs> you know, and like there were just so many different angles to it as well. So I think the 80s is always seen as like I could listen to one band. I could listen to a whole album. Yeah, yeah. You could listen to everything around it. So for, that for me, it's, it's more of a of a thing than a, an element. 
Do you find so there's there's two things. There's like there there's instruments that they use then they don't use now. Like I've never heard. You know, wham have a thing. Probably for good reasons too. Probably, probably, probably like got it electrocuted, set the hair on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so wham have got the sound called the whammophone. Like I don't know what it is. It's like a sound in their music that like only that I ever hear in their songs. Um, so so there's that sound. It's the saxophone, Paolo. It's, it's, it, I think I'm heading towards the saxophone. Do <laughs> no. we feel there's not enough saxophone in music these days? No. I think there shouldn't be. If anything, it's it's nice that it's not there. I mean, obviously, the Simpsons try to get, keep it going with Lisa. Mm. Uh, Bill Clinton was seducing women with it. <laughs> so, I mean, let's be honest. It didn't have a good track record post the 80s. You know my feeling on this. You know, it's that that guy with the one-lettered surname that ruined it for everyone. Because before that, saxophone was a perfectly respectable instrument in many great songs from the 80s. And then Kenny G comes along and turns it into shit. But like Ben says, I mean, if you had to hear a saxophone right now, you're not like, oh, that's cool. But it worked in like that whole little time capsule of the 80s. It's just that it was like this, and now for the sexy instrument. <laughs> but it's not a sexy instrument. Not it's, at all. It's but, cumbersome. But I really, I disagree. I think it depends how it's done. Yeah, but that just shows you what the 80s was, right? It was just all over the place that you could have like, and now for the sexy bit. Yeah. It was also done in a fun way. Like think of Huey Lewis in the news. There's like fun sax in those songs. Yeah. But it's a bit like uh, it's like that fashion thing that didn't that won't ever come back. So it's like kind of like corduroy or stonewashed waist elasticated jeans. I was sort of going to say moon bags, but I mean those are back. Fanny packs and moon bags. Why are so many people walking around with moon bags? I don't understand. What are you keeping? Okay, let, let's make let's make a, a, a sort of confession now. They they are super practical. You got to think about it. All your stuff in one place in front of you. In a safe spot where nobody can really steal it. Exactly. So, I mean, like well, practically, it makes sense. It's not really sense. a safe spot, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, safer than, you know, carrying a bag over your shoulder. a backpack or whatever. Mm. So, practically, they work. You, and you can't, like, just snatch them because they've got the little claspy things. But there was that thing of people going and cutting them from the back and, like, grabbing them. Where did you live, Dory? What sort of <laughs> vandals and thugs were around you? I, I grew up in the hood. Jeez. Nor, mm. nor, nor hood. <laughs> Snatching your fanny packs. So, so yeah, there, there are some things, but you're right. So there are some things that shouldn't, shouldn't, and that's a point, shouldn't come back. So fanny packs shouldn't have come back. Mm. And also they're square now. They are? Yeah, they're not the same shape. There are some that are the same shape. I had one with like little cowbunga hands on it. Okay. okay. I had one that was like a hideous, revolting, poo colored brown with like, and it was like a textured leather awesome. that looked like it had bubbles on it. Ben, admit, so you had horrible. A, admit you had a moon bag. Oh, yeah, I had a blue one. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did, but, that, but that was, sure, that was probably early, nah, you're right, late 80s, yeah. That, did, did you have a, uh, had a Velcro wallet? Yeah, I still have one. Awesome. So, so, we, so when I go, tra- yeah, that was part of, the, when I go travel, um, overseas, I always have my, my Star Wars Velcro wallet. Awesome. <laughs> Just kind of makes me feel like I'm, I'm somewhere else. <laughs> like, like you traveled back in time. Yeah. Sort of like pulled a, a Marty McFly and you just like went back to, like, you can't have Japan because Japan's super the future, but you went somewhere a bit more backwards than that. And, and then also along with the, stra- the, the Velcro wallet, there was the wrist wallet. Yeah, one of those. Yep, of course. Yeah, I had one of those. I had a, mm. a luminous. Uh, I had. I think luminous. I had. I had a luminous orange one. I so did I. I yeah. was gonna. I was gonna <laughs> say it's like. Do you have to classify as luminous orange? Luminous is luminous. Luminous is a. Is a well, orange color. is mostly luminous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> since since they took luma out of out of orange, um, then you're done. And then Ben, movies from the eighties. I mean, anything that you'd say, okay, this this is it. Okay, well, this is where it gets murky for me. Eighties music works. 
it still has a time, it still has a place, it still has something going for it. I find a lot of 80s movies are just dated so badly in that, like, if you look how visual content has, has evolved over time, right? We see things now in 15 seconds, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And back in the 80s, things were outplayed and long and just a little bit laborious at times. So I find it hard to watch those movies again. I do have a, a fair few on DVD, but I just find them so hard to kind of really get back into and really care for, unless it's like a Top Gun. Do, do you, so, so do you think it's it's eighties movies or older movies? Yeah, it's just yeah, it, it, they haven't quite worked. Yeah, you know, maybe that's just me. Um, I still enjoy like Magnum PI. That's I think it's timeless, even though now it's Magnum. The Magnum reboots just try to kill that. I, I think almost that the eighties. 80s movies haven't done well. 80s series have still kind of got it because it was the cheese factor which held us together. Like the A-team. Like that still had it because they all try to reboot the stuff. The reboots are so shit. You actually love the original stuff. The original stuff. more, yeah. 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 Whereas with the movies, the movies, eh. Everything worked because it was in the time. And then uh, you try to apply it now. But a lot of why it worked because it was like sort of – there was such an element of like they were so PC incorrect. Yeah. Sort of, mm. you know, so that's sort of also why. That too. Yeah, you know, so like mm. if you take the A team, a character like Face, he just wouldn't work now. I mean, he's just like misogynist. He'd be part of the Me Too movement. Exactly. Yeah, and you, you also can't keep knocking BA unconscious to get him onto a plane. <laughs> exactly. It's probably not the best thing. But like, like Back to the Future, I think because it was a future thing, that uh, timeless. Thank you. But like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you, I, say, you sound like you made it. So, um, look, I've had this long, de- uh, a long and tiresome debate about Back to the Future 2 is the actual best Back to the Future because it's the only one where he actually goes back to the future. So in um, Back to the Future 1, he's in the present mm-hmm. and the past. But at the end, they say, we've got to go back to the future. But he doesn't go there. Uh, but it's, it's setting it up. I know, but he doesn't. When okay. Back to the Future 2, he goes to, back to the, future. the future, the past, an alternative future, alternative realities. I mean, and then Back to the Future 3 is rubbish because he goes, he's the mm, Westerns. He's cowboy yeah. And anything with cowboys is stupid. So, <laughs> so, so that, that's where you get there. And then, and then what, what, uh, when you mention Magnum PI, what I do like about it is that, so often you find them, they reboot and then they try to put today's sensitivities with those characters and you're almost like they don't work. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Magnum is so cheesy. The new Magnum is so cheesy. It's actually awesome. The the intro really? is exactly the same. It's like a frame for a frame remake. Okay, of, I haven't I have to I haven't tried it. See, the, the great thing about Magnum is that a lot of people don't give credit to is uh, Higgins was probably one of the greatest characters. Yeah. Now, if Higgins was in a Bond movie, Bond would not have won. He 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 could have been the best Bond villain of all time. Now, despite his physique, Higgins had a lot going on for him. You know, yeah. he was a smart guy. He was obviously very disciplined. Two Dobermans. Two Dobermans. And he knew what he was doing in life. There was a mystique to him as well. Like, was he Robin Masters? All that other kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And to now take the reboot and make Higgins a woman, like, I'm sure there's a, there's great dynamic in that character itself. But Higgins was like, he was a different genre. He was like a different world. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't yeah. have that character again now. And therefore, Magnum isn't, can't be the same. Okay, so I, I agree with you on that, but I'm pretty happy that the island hopper helicopter stayed the same. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so that was cool for me. Then the, the, the remake I'm waiting for is Riptide. Oh, hey? me too. Do you remember Although that? that was so great. I mean, why would they need to remake it? No, they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't do it. I just want to see the robot again because you know they try to like make that robot like, um, more like now-ish. He'd probably be AI. Mm. He'd probably be like an AI. Or a hologram. Like a smart speaker. Mm. 
But we actually mentioned it. You look at the movies and what Tom Cruise said about the graininess and that kind of stuff. If you were to watch an 80s movie in amazing 4K, it probably would come across as worse. You'd see the strings. You'd totally see the strings. But there was just something <laughs> about, like, again, it goes back to where we were. Back then, that was how we saw things. I, I mean, I mean, if, if you, if you take it, so I mean, like, one of the movies that, like, gets just get slated and slated is Master of the Universe, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that for me as a kid was like, oh my God, He-Man is real. And like, he's, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm looking at these characters. I mean, Frank, Franklin Geller played friggin' Skeletor. Mm. I mean, like, what's that about? Okay. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren, but yeah, there's like really Shakespearean actor playing Skeletor. So I sort of like, as a kid, I was like, oh my God, like, this is so amazing. I didn't care about the storyline or whatever. It's just like, these are my characters coming to life. And then you see, like now people look at it with today's eyes and they go, oh no, it was so cheesy and they didn't do this and budget this and budget that. But it didn't matter to me. And even when I watch it now, I can't put that same critical eye on it because I suppose I'm still like in wonderment mode that are like, oh, I yeah. remember one time this made me feel so good. Well, the preciousness of it is locked in your child's heart. It is, hey? Mm-hmm. It is. That sounds like a, a very bad headline, though. He locked his preciousness in his child's heart. <laughs> this Stockholm police reported on Tuesday. But then then there's your sort of like classics of, of, of the Star Wars sort of things, and, and those never go away, right? Yeah, exactly. But so they were so incredibly unique. So my, my goal for this whole festive season is to read George Lucas's autobiography. Oh, yeah? It's part of my whole thing of trying not to be around sport. Which I battle with, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a great story because it was the biggest disaster that movie. You know, they were yeah. in, they were in Tunisia back in the days trying to create something only he had a vision for. The rest of them were just looking for a paycheck. No one thought, you know, thought this was going to be one hit wonder. I'll get this while I try to find another movie. The actors all thought the the dialogue was so stupid. Even for the eighties, I thought the dialogue was just clunky and terrible. And um, well, it obviously became the biggest thing, but. Yeah, it was it was a time where that whole '80s space and like the the, the unknown space opera. Yeah, it's it was the only thing that really could like go through from there because that was a chinksy kind of genre, the space thing. But George Lucas had that image because if you don't have his vision, you end up with Flash Gordon. Yes. You hey, know. nothing wrong with Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon's epic. Well, okay, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm going to just declare that right now. Flash Gordon is the best. How can you not be a Star Wars fan? Easily, it's the greatest story ever told. So, so okay, why, why? Okay, so then, then why? So, I mean, okay, Flash Gordon. I mean, if you've not seen it, was like, like weird space opera. I mean, there was a genre that like started late seventies into the eighties called space opera, where like it was space, but like super like camp and glam, and it was like. Space in Rick James's mind. Oh, well, you know, Freddie Mercury in the background. <laughs> Flash Gordon. There you there go. You go. Yeah. So, so, and then, yeah, so Flash Gordon was this weird. There's, um, Emperor Ming and, uh, he, uh, wanted to play around. Uh, he wanted to torture Earth. And then Flash Gordon was a earthling, but he was an, mm. he was a football star. Yeah. He was like some random football dude and he. Ben's trying to stay away from sports. Dumb. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He was a person who stumbled into a rocket <laughs> and okay. accidentally went into space. How epic. No, well, when you, when you watch really Ted, really obviously the yeah, movie's Ted yeah, and yeah. the actual actors oh, that was in great. there as Flash Gordon because they're, yeah. 
You see the whole story. And what's cool about it is he completely takes the piss out of himself for it. He's like, doesn't. Yeah, totally. He doesn't pull a Tom Cruise telling you how to watch Flash but, Gordon. But Flash Gordon is one of my daughter's favorite movies, and she's been watching. I mean, she's only eleven now. She's probably seen it about four times. So, so, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I, I love Flash Gordon. I think it's just one of those things I watched as a kid, so it's locked in my mind. It's cool. Mm. But if you're going, if you like Flash Gordon, you gotta like some of Star Wars. Nope. Okay, that's cool. Although you got uh, Flash Gordon never had this. Uh, I mean, Star Wars never had the soundtrack that Flash Gordon did. Didn't need it. it just didn't need it. It was too strong. <laughs> you don't think Star Wars would have been better without Queen doing at least one song? <laughs> uh, it would, it Star Wars. It, it would have uh-huh. changed. It would have changed what it was. It was about the story rather than the Flash. And the toys and, and, and the, 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 the merchandising and yeah, making. It came them. through from strong characters from a strong story. <laughs> See, Dory, where's where, where are people collecting Flash? Gordon stuff now. Hey, if they made them, I'd have them. Yeah, I'd have. They probably do. <laughs> they probably them. Do. buy them from some forty yeah, old. You'd also have a Molly Ringwald Barbie. <laughs> you know, if there was one. No, Dor- she, she Why did they make you? redhead Barbies with she, freckles? She hasn't told you. Uh, Dory actually made her own Molly Ringwald Barbie. She dyed the hair, got a little like chauncey little pink nineteen eighties outfit, and she plays with her. She plays Laura. I made the dress from scratch, just like she made her dress in Pretty in Pink. Okay, she got a little like a little boombox that she got, and just plays in a little Barbie set there. That Barbie wasn't happy. She had a lot of angst, just like Molly Ringwald in all her roles. <laughs> and now she's a lounge singer, <laughs> um, singing in your lounge to Ken and your Flash Gordon doll. And then, okay, so then Ben, then we're t- we're talking about TV shows. Um, what are we saying? Uh, so if you go. A team, they never made an A team TV show. They sort of like did the movie. Magnum sort of works, and MacGyver stunk. Yeah, MacGyver was very much like a saxophone. Okay. But MacGyver, I mean, I tried to watch the old episodes not so long ago, and they just were not what I remembered I believe at it. all. It's like, oh, because now we have very few problems that we can't fix with what we've got technology wise. Uh, so Magnum, MacGyver was just, he was so smart because he could do something with a matchbox. Hmm. But it's like, uh, no one does that now. Because, I mean, have you ever tried to Google what would MacGyver do with a matchbox and, and see what it – there's <laughs> got to be some nerd that's gone through like everything. It's probably a whole blog about like a whole It's probably like a whole thing like debunking MacGyver. <laughs> probably, yeah, like Mythbusters, MacGyver, MacGyver Busters. <laughs> so, so, so they did a MacGyver remake where it was now the son of MacGyver. Well, I watched the trailer for that and I did not go any further because no, it was so awful. I didn't, get, I didn't even get further than MacGyver because that, that's terrible. I mean, MacGyver was one of those things because you believed it because he was just, so he had a mullet, which was like, I mean, we didn't notice that he had a mullet. He just had normal hair. He had normal, yeah, he had he had normal cool hair. hair. Yeah. Cool, cool hair. hair. Cool hair. And God, I want cool hair. And I just want to be left alone with matches and paint thinner and an elastic band and a calculator. And then I will make a helicopter, which will fly away from the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it in retrospect, how did he get into so much trouble all the time? And his, I mean, what a terrible life he had. But he was constantly getting out of trouble. But like all is then, they, but they catch him and like virtually lock him in a builder's warehouse every week. <laughs> every week. Yeah. Every week he's locked in a builder's <laughs> warehouse with anything he needs yeah. to like escape. So, but, but, so, I don't even know if the new MacGyver did that. I don't know if the kid did that. So, <laughs> no idea. So, yeah, so but in, in, in keeping with, with modern day, the new MacGyver would have to be a computer hacker. Hmm. Mm, mm. Like that. True. Yeah, he would be. He would be. And you that, see how technology has actually ruined everything. And how boring. That's just boring. How boring would that be? He goes, oh no, I think I'm about to bust an international drug ring. Oh, well, we'll lock you in a shed. Oh, perfect. There's a laptop. <laughs> yeah, let me just, uh, Clap if there wasn't a laptop, he'd have to build a laptop out of matches and sand. 
Correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then Magava didn't work. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, his first name was Angus. Angus Magava. Angus Magava. I don't think I ever knew that until this moment. I thought Angus. his name was Mac. For so long as Mac no, Gava. Angus uh, Magava. Oh, from the Gardens. Did anyone ever call him that on the show? They That's must, weird. Well, they must have for you to know. But how weird to have such a Scottish name. <laughs> Angus MacGyver. Angus MacGyver. Yeah. That yeah, works. I, I can see it. And his real name's Richard Dean Anderson, the most British sounding name you could ever have. Was he British or he just, uh. No, I just, I'm just saying that no. I think he was American. Yeah, probably. Is, was, is he still alive? He so we don't want to alive. kill off people pre- prematurely. No, we have done so in the past. He's, six, he's 68. Yeah. Hmm. Does he still have the mallet? No, he, no. he wasn't a TV. He was like in a, in a space show, like, Something Wasn't gate. he in Stargate? He was at Stargate. 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 Is it Stargate? Stargate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no, but the thing about killing off people. So, I mean, every show we sort of like say, oh, no, someone's died where well, they actually didn't die. Mm. And then like a couple of days later, always. They some, die. Someone dies. Like someone, there's always been like a celebrity death around, mm. around the show. Do you think? Or around Christmas time. Maybe it, a coincidence. It, it is around Christmas. Well, what do you think it is? The high propensity of celebrity deaths around Christmas time and New Year's and, and that? Uh, Overeating, perhaps going maybe just the well, pressure. Look, it's a very sad oh, time no. of year for people as well mm. because it's the happiest time of the year. So when people feel they have to be happy and they're not, they feel really like disconnected and extra sad. Yeah. Or it could be Christmas songs. Uh, not not the the one Christmas song, the other Christmas song. Ben's the intellectual answer. <laughs> Dory's the the everyman answer. So <laughs> um, what what other eighty shows did we have uh, comedy wise? Golden Girls. That wouldn't work. Oh, you could never redo oh, the Golden Girls. I don't know. That'd be well, you could if you made it dark humor and they were just like a bunch super. of randy old trouts who are now in like an old age home and they're just causing all kinds of havoc. That would be funny. So if you'd have to go super dark though. Like, they're like super dark. Like they're, they're running like a Viagra ring and they're just peddling <laughs> to these guys. And, and like that would be funny. You, you could give Bruce Jenner could play the Ruth role. Yeah. Who's the, Bruce the, Jenner, Paolo? The, 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 the B author? Oh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner could be the B author role. <laughs> that would be brilliant. What, it, what a fantastic idea. I'm telling you. I'm I mean, like, you. like Betty White would still be Betty White. Still, yeah, she's she, fine. You know, she's still there. <laughs> she looks much the same. <laughs> this is a, yeah, this is, this is a reboot that should happen. I think I'm onto something. Jennifer Aniston could be the old lady. <laughs> let's be honest. She, she's trying, but I mean, let's just go gracefully, Jen. Let's go gracefully. Um, so what else could you reboot? Three's Company was more 70s. Mm. Uh, um, Peeped into the 80s though But it was it, very It did go Yo, talk about politically incorrect It was, eh? Yo. We were actually talking about it the other day Mr. F- what's his name? The landlord Mr. Mr. Foley. Furley Mr. Furley Oh, he was a pervert uh, Totally But the whole thing was The whole thing was a pervert thing yeah. John Ritter was super pervy But that's kind of how it was, yeah And then Suzanne Summers was obviously the object of all perviness But that's how things were That's how creepy people were There was no art of seduction Or just general gentlemanliness It was just pervy It was just just super pervy I mean what would the remake of that be now? I mean Lawsuits (laughs) Just every day Someone knocking on John Ritter's door And going Here's a serving for you That's exactly what it is. <laughs> come and knock on our door. Please don't come and knock on our door. Please, no. No, 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 no I don't want it. I was a chair. I'm not guilty. I suppose we'd like have a Tinder vibe, I suppose. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Ritter was a super perv in that show. But it worked. I, I watched it as a kid. Like, I mean, I must have been like seven or eight years old watching that. Yeah. And I was like, you watch it, like, I think. That's what they're suggesting it, but like I don't really know what that is. <laughs> but I know that's suggesting something. Look at how I was reading a mad magazine at six years old. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's what, what are our parents doing? What are they thinking? 
I don't know. I mean, what do you like not let your kid watch things? No, I do. I suppose because I got that of where it's like, I was like, well, I sort of like was, there's certain things that I keep away, but I was like exposed to a lot of weird and 80s like had very like loose controls of stuff. Um, and I was like, I watched a lot of like weird stuff in the eighties, but I think also kid stuff was super violent. Like, um, um, I mean, you talk about Star Wars. I mean, that was pretty violent. People's arms getting chopped off and you wouldn't show that now in like a kid's movie. You'd suggest that probably not. Mm. That being said, my child has watched every episode of family guy. Not really something I wanted her to do. Mm. She kind of just went and did it. And I was like, this is a terrible show. And then she started showing me some, and I have to say I'm kind of like into it now. Oh, My so, favorite episode so being the, the Tom Cruise one. <laughs> That's a really, really funny show. <laughs> it, it is really good. No, they must is. have like a hundred writers getting beaten with sticks because the comedy is so quick and yeah. so fast, so like real. Like those jokes are made by people who like, if I don't – Get my joke in the show. I don't eat tonight. Yeah, like mm. I think that's how 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 switch up they are. But yeah, the one thing I do like about the fact that my child is watching it is like she's not going to be like easily offended. Hopefully, oh, oh yeah, God and God forbid, and you know nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like a nice cultural time capsule. Yeah, you know, it's like you sort of like they 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 you know South Park's the same. It's like they capture what's happening right now in. In like 20 minutes hmm. So so that that's a good reference to have uh, Anyway we have veered away from the 80s So let's track back I'm trying to bring it back Let's go back to the 80s I'm going to make the point about Robocop Yes okay do So it. so if you, you take Robocop I mean, Ben what age were you when you watched Robocop? Oh, you're super young Yeah super young It's five or six uh, Seven or eight Right and that was hectic I, mean, I just remember the guy pieces. dissolving in acid as well exactly. Like it was hectic I never watched that you don't dissolve acid in like a relatively kids movie now. I mean, there must have been, but like Robocop one's actually very like scary because the yeah. way it was done and it was very sad and it was mm. very hardcore. You're right. Mm. It was a lot to handle as a kid. You're like, I watched it when I was older. So, but I mean, I found it hectic when I was older. Oh. So I can't imagine seeing it as a young kid. And we loved it. Even the Terminators were crazy, crazy violent. And those were like family. <laughs> relatively, if you, if you watch it with the parents, you're cool. Mm. You know, it's like now nothing passes go, you know, it's like. But I'll tell you one movie that has aged well in terms of, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that you'll watch and you'll, you'll cringe a little bit and you go, Oh, that's, that's a bit dodge. Dirty Dancing has no dodgeness. No one, none. Uh, okay. Uh, no, uh, it's footloose that I, that I'm opposed to. <laughs> D- Dirty Dancing, I can, I can. So, so Ben, what? It's a, okay. Dory, finish your points. I mean, yeah, say, no, say so no I'll just say like we, we, we recently, me and my child recently watched Dirty Dancing for, for her the first time, for me the hundred and, hundred and first time. And, um, I was like, oh, I was ready. I was like sitting there going, oh, I don't remember. Are there going to be parts that I'm going to have to kind of pause the movie and give her a little talk? Nothing. Nothing. It's epic. It's still epic. So, so, I, uh, so Dirty Dancing, you're right. Uh, it's Footloose that I have a problem with. What, what do you have a problem with apart from Kevin Bacon? And the song. And the, and the song and uh, I like <laughs> nothing the, wrong with the song. I like the the fight dancing sort mm. of sequence, mm. um, but but what I have a problem with is the whole scenario of like a group of kids go to a dance party, on the way home they die in a car accident. So the mayor or the seniors of the town banned dancing. It, I mean, I don't think it was the dancing. It, it was probably the, the the crack cocaine that the kids were smoking <laughs> in the car. <laughs> <you Yeah. know? laughs> that, that they didn't. It was show. such a stupid like storyline. Yeah. Well, it's probably the easiest thing to ban. They couldn't ban drugs. They couldn't ban cars. So they took a stance in dancing. Dancing is the devil's work. It is the devil's work. Mm. Ben, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's mm. always nice to remember these kind of things because we we get so caught up in what's on social media and a lot of the 80s like qualities never come out anymore. 
Exactly, and all the all the things you remember are, are just mocking memes these days. Yeah. So so it's good to remember them for what they were. Um, awesome. Thank you, Ben. Uh, yes. Thank you, Ben. And uh, may, may the please join us again you. in a year's time. <laughs> New Year's Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. No, Ben's too cool for that. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.